Ready, steady, and go. Hello and welcome to another edition of the Try Hard Fantasy Football Podcast. I'm your host, Brian, and with me as always is everyone's favorite elf that does not fit on a shelf, Steve. How are you doing today, wow. Steve? I, I have not been working out lately, but um, I don't know. I feel like we... How about a counter? I could be an elf on a counter. You could be an elf on a counter. That wasn't a weight issue. You are you are six four. You're a little little bigger than the twelve inch elf that people set around the house to trick their children. Yeah, that's true. That that is factually. Oh no no no! I go. Oh, okay. <laughs> Don't say that. That was close. <laughs> that's an accurate. That is um. That is that is true. <laughs> So close. All right. Anyway, it, so is, it is week I feel 15. Like, I feel like I did terrible uh, this last week. So let's see. Give it to me. I am not, haven't actually been keeping track of these bets his, because you are. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, the, the bets actually, uh, you weren't, you didn't do well, but you ended up okay, if that makes any sense. So first mm-hmm. starting off with um, the players I made you play because going into last week, I won all of our bets in week 13, both of them. Uh, and so I got to give you two players to play. I gave you Kenny Galladay and Nick Chubb. And overall, I think that... Sorry, I just had a, a drop in my connection there for a second. Hopefully everything's okay. Sounded but, okay on my end. Good. Overall, I think I picked two players in Kenny Galladay and Nick Chubb that weren't great for you given their price tags, but ended up doing fine. Galladay got a insanely garbage time touchdown. The Lions scored with two minutes left in the game and they're down by 20, and that boosted his score to 17.8 fantasy points, while Nick Chubb managed to get 100 yards, and that got him 15.7 fantasy points. So they were okay, not great for their prices, but okay for you. So per the usual, I was not fantastic at picking players. However, I did do better than you in the bets. Our first bet, you had David Blau against the Minnesota Vikings defense on the he road. He kind of got Blau, didn't he? Yeah, he did get Blau'd. Uh, you got Blau'd is, is what I think we should be saying. Uh, and you somehow thought he would do better than the phenom Derek Carr. I, yeah, I should have chose Andy Dalton. <laughs> yeah, you, yeah, really, I gave you pick of four, four players. And I, I actually think Blau lost to all of them, except maybe Dalton. Uh but anyway, Carr had a very good week, especially for Derek Carr, of 20.2 fantasy points. So I won that bet. However, Kenny Galladay like was... the best week of the year. Yeah, it's, it's <laughs> up there. It's definitely his top three weeks of the year. I know at one point I was saying I wanted to play Carr for like 5K because all he needed to do was get 20 points. And that would have been his best uh, score of the season at that point. That was like in week eight or nine. So yeah, Carr has not been good, but was good better than Der- David Blau last week. Oh, Blau lost to Dalton by .4. There you go. So all four of mine would have won. I, I should have compounded that bet. That was a barely was a lost super parlay bet yeah. there. Yeah. Um, but anyway, Kenny Galladay beat uh, DJ Moore uh, seventeen point eight to twelve point one, based solely on that last touchdown drive where Galladay got at least ten of his uh, almost eighteen points. So we each won a bet uh, from last week. So we each get to pick one person for the other person to play. So you know, going back to our our nice. Uh, equilibrium here and we can be you know mutually destructive to one another so i think that's enough recap last week was a little weird although i just do want to call out look at my amazing call of saying the 49er saints game would be higher scoring than anyone thought yeah i'm gonna take that one on that one yeah i have a feeling you're gonna pick the 49ers again this week no, they're going to, the 49ers will do fine, but they're going to destroy Atlanta. So I don't think that game is a good one. Uh, but anyway, that's enough about week 14. Let's move on to week 15 and talk about our favorite matchups of the week. Uh, my first one's insanely obvious, so I'm just going to start. And it's the Lions hosting the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, these are just two really bad defenses, especially on the passing side of the ball. And two offenses that like to throw the ball, even though uh, Jameis Winston may have a broken hand and the Lions are starting David Blau. I still think the quarterbacks and the wide receivers are going to have great games, and I think this will be a really high-scoring game. So I like that game a lot uh, this week. Yeah, that's also one of mine. Yeah, like I said, I think that's the obvious 
simple play. So what's one of your other matchups, Steve? Uh, I was on the fence about this one. Um, so I'm going to go with... Mm, I'm a little apprehensive about this, but I like this matchup. I think it's more of a feeling play than uh, than more the uh, statistics play like you fantasy people like. I think that the Dallas Rams matchup is going oh, to Oh, seriously? Have... I thought you were going to rip me. That was my other matchup too. This is terrible. We really should do like pre-show production <laughs> meeting or something so we don't don't you know overlap this much. But yeah, I had that game as well. Um, I think that's going to be another game where it's overlooked because people just kind of see it and as ah, it'll be a medium scoring game and those are the games that get overlooked nobody looks at the defenses or running backs really for some reason in games that are you know they think are going to be 20 to 21 but i actually think this will be high scoring um because the cowboys when they get behind her in tight games they throw more and they tend to be effective and the same thing with the rams uh, i think both offenses are better than their defenses so uh, I I do th- like that game, and that was my other key matchup this week. And and it doesn't hurt too that for both these games we've mentioned, the pricing for the players is really good. Because um, at least for me, that plays into some of it. Because for example, you could have a case, you know, in a theoretical week, you could have Kansas City versus Baltimore, and obviously that'd be a really high scoring game. But if every player is priced at nine k or above, how how exciting really is that for fantasy? Because you play maybe one of them, you know, so. So pricing comes into effect for me, and and so we'll we'll see that when we get to our rankings, at least on my side for the Rams, Cowboys, Lions, and Buccaneers. I have all of them in my rankings. So without further ado, let's move on to quarterbacks, Steve. And we've got our three top quarterbacks this week. Let's hear your number three. All right. My, no- my number one and two are kind of the locks. My number three is a lock. <laughs> My number three is Drew Locke uh, for... Okay, I need I need one of your YouTube clips where it somehow just shouts reaction. Um, yeah, I get it. Uh, it is definitely a reaction play. Um, one thing I do notice, though, is this year, or maybe I'm just... Maybe it's just I've seen this a couple of times and I'm making a rule out of it, but I've noticed that... Um, QBs that play more than one game, like Ryan Tannehill and um, uh, Driscoll, um, they have a di- they have a difficult time in the first game, and then they play well the second game, and that held true for Drew Locke. He had a difficult time in the first game, even though he got two touchdowns. He just only threw for 134 yards, um, and then against a slightly better team, uh, I don't think the that Houston is much better than the Chargers, but you know, take for take from it what you will. He threw for significantly more yards, more touchdowns. Um, I think that he is finding a place in the offense that that rookies do, where they, it's like half instincts, half easy uh, easy play calling. And I don't think he's going to have too difficult of a time playing against Kansas City because Kansas City is good against like outside wide receivers, but not so much against everything else um i think he'll be okay yeah i i you know i i know i was uh, giving you grief about it being a reaction play but i don't hate it i think he's in the conversation uh this week at 5700 because uh, you're right he did he went from the chargers to the houston i i think it's probably a neutral matchup change uh might even houston might be a little worse at passing defense but anyway he, he definitely looked better a second game and i think you're right I think we've seen this year, and it's whole true over years, generally when backups come in, the game they come in, if it's in the middle of the game, they tend to do better than you'd expect most of the time. I think there's adrenaline. I think coaches start calling the most basic of basic plays and do everything they can to help the quarterback. Then the first game they're starting, there's more nerves, takes a while to adjust. And then by their second or third game starting, yeah, they've kind of got the hang of it and can improve. But, uh, yeah, Drew Locke seems like the real deal. So I don't hate the pick. Uh, there's a guy priced uh, similarly to him uh, that I like a lot. So that's why he didn't make my top three, but I don't yeah, hate I'm it. I'm pretty sure he's both of our number ones. But go ahead. Um, <laughs> yeah, and and so my number three pick uh, is at the other op- other end of the pricing spectrum, really expensive this week, and it's Deshaun Watson at 6800 um Watson's just been a game changer all year at the quarterback position he's actually averaging more fantasy points per game 
than I think any quarterback save for Lamar Jackson, uh, but definitely any other quarterback this year. So that includes Mahomes, that includes Russell Wilson, uh, that includes Jameis Winston, who's got a broken hand. Uh, you know, so Watson's been really good on average, and th- that average has come with a lot of really high ceiling games. And I think he is in line to have potentially another one in the division matchup against Tennessee. Um, so I like Deshaun Watson a lot this week. Gross. Um, I'm pretty sure my number two is your number one. Uh, we'll see. Uh, but my number two is Kyler Murray. Uh, for 5,600, 100 less than Drew Locke. Uh, I like him more than Drew Locke. He's 100 less than Drew Locke. Um, why he's 5,600, I don't understand. Um, doesn't really make sense to me. Yeah, uh, I agree. Uh, it, it, it does seem too cheap for Kyler Murray. I got, you know, just for efficiency's sake, Kyler Murray is my number one QB. Um, I, I really actually debated though because it, it seemed weird for something in my head like wanted me to say like, no this isn't a good play he's not going to be good but he's just too cheap for his given that he's a good bet to get you three four points on the ground through his rushing yardage and can score rushing touchdowns he's at home against a very mediocre defense uh, and he's put up some big games this year so yeah it, it just seems too low given that he does have a 30 point ceiling at 5600 so he is my number one quarterback uh as, as a spoiler who's your number two so yeah now going backwards to my number two ranked quarterback uh he's right in the middle so i kind of did a a high price mid price low price quarterbacks this week uh, unintentionally but my number two quarterback is dak prescott at 6300 going against the rams big um dak. it's not a particularly great matchup um, in fact, it's not a good one, especially um, given that Dallas's offensive line has been banged up throughout the year. I don't know if any of them are going to be missing games, but they're still not, you know, it's week 15 of the NFL season. No one's totally healthy. Uh, and so I'm sure Dak, Pre- Dak Prescott's going to be under a lot of pressure from Aaron Donald and company. But I think he's going to have enough garbage time in this game. At, at, in the worst scenario, you know, his team gets blown out and he gets a lot of garbage time, yards, and touchdowns. But in the best case scenario, I think he's step for step with the Rams offense and, you know, a good shot for 300 yards and multiple touchdowns. So I really like Dak Prescott this week. Yeah, I agree with that. Uh, he did not make my top three. Uh, my number one is the. Uh, uh, I can't think of anything. Ooh. The I I am losing you, Steve. You are? Yeah, I don't Hold know what's on. going on. No, that's just you. It's my my connection's good. Yeah, I think it is just me. Um sorry yeah. everybody. <laughs> my number one is Eli Manning for fifty two hundred. And I think this week you'll notice that I have a lot of high-priced wide receivers I like, a lot of high-priced running backs I like. The tight ends I like are higher-priced. The flexes that I like are higher-priced. Um, and so anywhere that I can get the savings, so Eli Mang 5,200 versus my other two, which are 56 and 5,700, if I can get four or 500 savings from that so I can put in uh, a higher-priced wide receiver, that's what I want. And so he's my number one this week. I got to be honest with you, if you can hear me. Yeah, I can hear you. I, I didn't hear a lot of that, but I heard Eli Manning, and then I almost threw up in my mouth. It's probably good that my <laughs> mic was not functioning correctly there. Um, so you're saying in, in week 15 of the NFL season, the playoffs for people's season-long leagues, and I know we're not doing season-long rankings, but I don't care. And in a vital week for a lot of NFL teams, you're picking Eli Manning as your top quarterback play. Um, it it's gross to borrow your line. It's just gross. Um, let's let's just move on. I don't even want to talk about it anymore. That's disgusting. Okay, sounds good. Um, how much does Eli Manning cost again? Fifty two hundred. Fifty two hundred. So you take him over Kyler Murray, and they're four hundred apart. In most situations, I I feel so when tinkering with my lineup here, I find in most situations five hundred dollars is important, or four hundred dollars is important, because everything uh, that I 
all my rankings this week are a little bit higher. I don't have a lot of um, value plays this week, and I think I'm going to need a more uh, to find value where I can. Fair enough. Fair enough. But uh, I think you're right. I I find I don't know. Maybe there's not a ton of value, but there's a couple extreme values that I like that maybe can open stuff up for for people like me Ooh, that don't. Maybe I'll like them and play them. Debase themselves all the way to play in Eli Manning. I might just make you play Eli Manning just just this week. Just to, even though he's a cheap quarterback, just just to force it on you. Uh, but anyway, um, let's actually move on to running backs now. Starting with our top five running backs of the week. My uh, fifth-ranked running back this week is going against my favorite NFL team, the Minnesota Vikings, and it's Austin Eckler at $6,700. Oh, I really like Eckler this week. The Vikings are very good against the run but are not great against running backs. Um, for example, until I think last week, they hadn't given up more than one or two rushing touchdowns all season. Uh, and so that's why I'm a little hesitant on Melvin Gordon, though he is getting a lot of work. Uh, but Austin Eckler has shown that he's a reliable and uh, trusted option for Phillip Rivers. And so I think Eckler is going to be the matchup the Chargers look to uh, exploit versus the Vikings in this game. So I like Eckler more than Gordon and like him a lot, at, even at 6,700. Yeah, Eckler also might get 37 points. Who knows? Okay, yes. React. You can call out the reaction play. I get it. Uh, I don't expect him to go for 100 rushing and 100 receiving yards again. I just think he's a very safe bet for 18 to 20 points this week. Hmm. I, I actually, when I was explaining while you were gone, even though I'm going to cut all that, um, how I prefer Melvin Gordon over Austin Eckler this week. So, yeah, there's that. Um, my there is number... that okay. We'll just we'll just leave it there. So there's that. My number five uh, running back this week goes along with my one of my preferred matchups. It's Todd Gurley. Um, he's priced actually pretty low relative to where he's been priced all year at six thousand, and he's been dare I say the words trending upward. Uh, he had the six attempt game against uh, Baltimore which seemed like an anomaly game but other than that he's been getting the attempts that he used to get in the past uh, four four of three of the past four weeks which is you know 19 to uh, 20 19 to 25 attempts a game and when he does that he's averaging around that many um, around 20 fantasy points so for 6000 I will take 20 fantasy points and get three times his salary. Yeah, Gurley was definitely in my consideration for my rankings. He didn't quite make it. I just like the passing game of the Rams quite a bit more this week. Um, and just a couple other. I prefer to pay up a little higher to get some more passing game work for the most part. Because uh, the biggest thing about Gurley that's worried me is he doesn't seem to have a huge role as of now in the Rams' passing game. And that's where he got so much of his value uh, in prior years. So don't hate the pick. Uh, and I think he is a decent play at, at his fairly cheap price this week. Uh, my number four is a guy that, uh, however, also is not involved in the passing game, is priced a lot more than Gurley, and is probably going to have a terrible week now after he's posted five straight games of over 24 points, and that's Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans at 8,500. Um, I've, you know, I said all year, I'm worried about, always worried about paying basically more than 6K for running backs that aren't involved in the passing game, and I've avoided Henry a lot, uh, but it's now a few years where Henry has turned it on, you know, once the calendar has turned to November. Uh, and he's been really good. He's getting a ton of work. Uh, Houston's run defense is not very good. And I do think the Titans want to rely on Henry uh, as opposed to forcing Tannehill, who's been great, don't get me wrong, uh, but is still Ryan Tannehill. I don't think Tennessee wants to put the ball in his hands too much, so they're going to rely on Henry again. So I have Henry as my fourth-ranked running back. Uh, I won't rank Derrick Henry this year, even if he gets like 37 points. Over and over, like Austin Eckler. 
Because Austin Eckler is guaranteed 37 points this week, right? No, that is not what I said. Oh, that's what I thought you said. Okay. Um, at number four, <laughs> I have... You're trying to gaslight Saquon, our audience and me at the same time. Nice. Saquon Barkley, who, <laughs> after last game, getting 9.7 Talk points. Talk about a guy not getting week, 37 points a game. The week before, getting 14 points. Before, 8 points. Before, 8 points. Um, Saquon Barkley had his best year when he played with Eli Manning. Um, okay, this is a stretch I, now. I know that last last game he played with Eli Manning, but it's Eli. Eli had some rust, you know. Um, <laughs> here's what I'll say. He's going against the 31st ranked uh, run defense. And uh, he's priced lower than he usually is. And he's playing with the quarterback that he did, has played really well with in the past with his second game back. Um, if he doesn't perform this week then i don't know i'm not drafting him first overall next year that's for sure (laughs) well no i don't think anyone is after this year and i would say i don't think eli man has anything to do with it i i i like saquon barkley too not quite as much as you do but i like him this week uh and it's not has nothing to do with eli manning or who his quarterback is um it's that last week I think you can chalk it up to he played the Philadelphia Eagles. The Eagles are very good. It's against running backs. They're the Eagles' strength of their entire team is their front seven on defense. Uh, this week they play the Dolphins. The Dolphins, frankly, don't have a strength on their team. But one of their biggest weaknesses, if not their biggest weakness, How is stopping running backs. Dare you? I'm sorry, fellow Harvard alum Ryan Fitzmagic. I do. I am a fan, but he he's average at best. So it's hard to call him a strength. Unless have you joined the Patrick Laird bandwagon? I know Who you. Who the hell is Patrick Laird? How has he not come up on all your your IG feeds that you follow on fantasy for fantasy football? Uh, I have followers on my Instagram, unlike some people. Um, who is? Oh, by the way, we got uh, we got when I posted on Instagram, I got a like. No, I posted on Instagram for our podcast. I got a like from somebody who has over like 70,000 followers. Damn. Just FYI. Um, but uh, no, I have no idea who Patrick Laird is. He he is Miami's running back now that like they traded away Kenyon Drake and uh, Mark Walton got uh, suspended for the year and Kalen Balazs is on IR now. So he is now Miami's running back. Uh, and he, he's been hyped in the daily fantasy community for a few weeks now i don't know why but um he'll be on a lot of people's teams this week um but but anyway um that's enough about a running back that that i'm not ranking and i know you're not because you don't even know who he is uh but yeah i like saquon barkley but uh i don't love him this week um so a guy i do really like and that everyone really likes and everyone likes every week and this is all we're going to say about him is christian mccaffrey who is my number third running back this week uh, he has a good matchup. His price has decreased for the second straight week. I thought that's what all we were going to say about him. Down to 10,000. He's good. He's Christian McCaffrey. Play him. Can I can I do that for our next one so we can move quickly through this? Sure. Uh, and number three, I have Ezekiel Elliott. Go. Oh, but you hate Ezekiel. Okay, first of all, you got to say his I price. do. I normally do. But I, I like this game. What is his price? And unlike... Oh, go ahead. Just say his, his price. 7800 He's priced okay, much lower than he usually is. Yeah, he, he's a little cheaper. Oh, see, you're running into a trap again, Rams. Good good run defense. This is a pass. I don't game, care. I'm telling you. This, this, game, this game has, like, grinded out but super high scoring all over it. Like, five to six-minute drives. Every one of them ends in a touchdown. There's lots of points for everyone. Lots of first downs. I, I, that's, that's the vibe I get from this game. Yeah, I do too. I, I totally do too. Now watch, it'll be like a 9-7 to seven game. Yeah. Uh, my number two running back is uh, a guy I've converted to because his coach has said that now he is the lead back on the team, and that's Roheem Mostert at 5,200 playing the Atlanta Falcons. Um, this is another one that could blow up in my face because they still have Tevin Coleman. They still have Matt Breida. Those are still two good NFL running backs, uh, but Mostert's looked by far the best this year. Uh, 
he's priced way up from where he used to be at 3400 but he's still way too cheap for his production the last several weeks. Uh, really good matchup, and if he gets his 15 to 18 touches, he's going to be a terrific value. So I love Mostert this week at 5200 I thought about it, um, but I I feel like um, the coach is saying that just because just to throw off the the Falcons. I I it wouldn't shock me if he's just saying it to say it. Or he was just like he looked at his numbers like, yeah, I guess Mostert got the most touches last week. Okay, we'll just pretend he's our number one from now on. Number two, CMC. Go ahead. Yep. Um, ooh, risky pick there. Not put him number one, Steve. Just kidding. Uh, my number one is uh, another high price running back, but I I like him. I think he's head and shoulders actually above the other people in his price range. Um, CMC does not count. CMC is in a different price range, and if you can afford CMC, yeah, he's still better. But uh, it's Chris Carson at seventy five hundred. Oh, never mind. Um, <laughs> He's going into Carolina to play the Panthers. The Panthers have not been good uh, at stopping their run. And the Seahawks really have no other options other than to give the ball to Chris Carson. Uh, Penny what about is Penny? Now, he's out for the game. And oh, really? So th- their only other option is CJ Procise, who may spell Carson on maybe a drive or maybe a couple third downs. But he's really just a pass-catching back. Um and that was never Carson's true strength anyway. The reason I like Carson, I think he's a he's as good a bet as anyone not named Christian McCaffrey to get 25-plus touches this week. Um, he's a little cheaper than guys like Barkley, a lot cheaper than Dalvin Cook or, or uh, Derrick Henry. So I love Chris Carson this week. I think he is a very easy, great play in cash and in tournaments. Well, that was a long uh, explanation, but we'll move on. Uh, at number one, I have Delvin. You wasted Cook. everyone's time by talking about Eli Manning, so I don't care. Uh, no, you wasted more time by talking about your connection. <laughs> Dalvin Cook, number one. Go ahead. I, I would have derided that pick until it came out today that Alexander Madison is missing the game. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I like Cook a lot, too. Not he, He's a little high-priced for me. I'm, I'm still worried that he's gonna they're going to limit his reps, but... Uh, if they don't, if he gets 25 touches, he's a value even at almost 9,000. Okay, so those are our running backs. Let's move on to wide receivers. Uh, and Steve, why don't you go first this time? Who is your fifth-ranked wide receiver? All right, I'm saying this, but you cannot make me play this person. No, no, that does not work this way. Well, then I'm not going to have a number five. <laughs> oh, my gosh, fine. Who is your number five? Uh, my number five is, I put a maybe next to it. Um, is Adam Thielen. Okay, but he he then he's better than all your flex theoretically too. It's no. fine. I'm not gonna make you play Adam Thielen. I don't want I don't want Adam Thielen. I don't I'm not rooting against Adam Thielen, which I'd have to do if I made you play him. I have no so Adam Thielen like this past couple weeks is like I don't know. Maybe he'll play, maybe he won't play. This week he's supposed to play, but it might be like a uh David Johnson kind of thing where he's just out there and Maybe he's a decoy or whatever. No, I, I will definitely say, I'm just going to jump in. That's not going to happen. The way they've been treating him with kid gloves, I don't think he's coming back unless the Vikings know he's 100% or at least really close to it. And um, also, game flow might go uh, in a different direction. That where, could be true. That yeah, could be true. They don't need him. So he is a maybe on there. So like if you want to be risky... um. The reason I have Cook priced so high is also because of Alexander Madison, but then also Cook gets a lot of points when Adam Thielen is playing. And because if they can't, if they don't feel like they can get the first down with a run, they usually give it to Adam Thielen. And Adam Thielen gets them the first down, which means Cook gets more opportunities to run the ball. And so having Thielen in there is a big boon for for Dalvin Cook if Thielen is actually playing. And so that's why I have Cook number one. And that's, yeah. That's a fair point. Yeah. Adam Thielen's a boon to that whole offense if he's playing to be frank. Um so yeah, I I, I don't hate it all. I, I hope you're right. I hope he's fantastic. He at sixty three hundred he is uh way cheaper than he's yep. you know been for most of the year. So if he's his his normal self that he's a true bargain. Uh, he was a little risky for me, but uh, I like it, Steve. I like where your head's at. Uh, my number five is going back to the Dallas and uh, Los Angeles game uh, with 
Michael Gallup at 5,700. Uh, I think Gallup's just a little too cheap here. Um, the Rams are, again, a good defense, but I think Dak's going to ball out. I think Cooper is going to see... Dak's going to what? Ball out. What does that mean? I, I don't know, but I heard I heard some youngins say it, so I thought I'd repeat it, try to sound cool. <laughs> Did I sound cool? That sounds so cool, dude. Thanks. Yeah, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> oh, we're old. We're old. I'm white. I'm a loser. It's fine. Anyway, Michael Gallup, 5,700. Um, he's too cheap. Uh, Mari Cooper is going to be shadowed by Jalen Ramsey, so I think his production is dro- going to drop a little bit, and I think that's going to give more work towards Gallup this week. I think Gallup should be closer to 6,500. I really don't know why he's as cheap as he is, so I like him a lot. Yeah. Um, I did not rank Gallup because I prefer a couple of other people um, beside, besides them. Uh, number four, I have Sterling Shepard. Uh, Sterling Shepard, non-reactionary play. Yeah, he's priced at fifty-four hundred. Um, even though it was Eli's first game back, Eli did not play well. Um, but the wide receivers still got the targets. So Sterling Shepard got his seven targets but he only had four catches for 28 yards, so it didn't really amount to anything. Um, If he gets those seven targets or even more this game because they're playing against such a terrible defense, which means more first downs, which means more opportunities to get catches, um, I think he has a better opportunity to return on his $5,400 investment. Yeah, I like Darius Slayton as a reactionary play a little bit more oh at 4,700. Well, I, I, I like that he's a big play threat. Um, I, cause Only I think, because I think, he made big plays in one game. No, he, he's done it a few times this year. He is their big play threat on the team um, in the passing game. I uh, My only concern is, and, and the reason I like that is I think Eli Manning is going to have maybe 23 pass attempts this game. Uh, I think they're going to just feed the ball to Barkley a lot and just try to get out of this game and actually But you didn't rank budget. Barkley. I haven't ranked Barkley yet. Correct. I'm a little oh, worried I about see. this game. I think this this might I think this this Miami uh New York game might be one where I'm kicking myself for not being more on it cuz I think th- this cur- certainly could be a really high scoring yeah, you know slate break totally game uh that's under the radar just cuz the teams are terrible. Um, but yeah, it, it's one I think people shouldn't ignore. So it's worthwhile that you brought up uh, Shepard. Uh, my number four is a a very cheap guy. Um, it's D.D. Westbrook of the Jacksonville Jaguars at just forty six hundred. Um, oh, that's I haven't heard that before. But but yeah, D.J. Shark is out this week, and so that opens up a lot more work uh, for the other Jags receivers. And I think Westbrook's going to take advantage of that. The Raiders are terrible against wide receivers. And although Westbrook has kind of been a very kind of dump off receiver so far this season, I think he has the opportunity to break longer gains and could have a really big week. And he's, he's just way too cheap given he is the number one option this week for Jacksonville. Oh, good find. Why? I was just thinking, Steve hasn't said, ooh, good find yet. He hasn't cursed any of my picks so far. Uh, at number three, I have Amari Cooper. For same reason you have Michael, not the same reason you have Michael Gallup. Amari Cooper still is priced um, pretty high, but not actually as high as he usually is. Um, because, like you said before, that actually, no, this week they're not ranking. They're ranking a little bit weird th- this week. Last uh, last couple of weeks, it's all been based upon the defensive rank, right? Um, yeah, it, it really has. Week, yeah, this week's a little different. Yeah, I, you know, I think it, I think maybe it's looking at maybe it's just like all the players are on. There's not a ton of there's. I think there's very few games where it's unknown. I think there's just a ton of good matchups this week, and so like, maybe that lowered everyone's prices. Emmanuel Sanders and uh, Allen Robinson and Jarvis Landry are priced above Amari Cooper. Yeah, and, and, and Amari Cooper at home. He's been, if you look at his yeah. home road splits, it's unbelievable how different they are. He's like averaging like 10 points a, a game on the road, but over 20 at home. It's just crazy. 
feels a little weird. So yeah, I have him ranked number three. Yeah, I, I maybe I should have ranked. I don't I don't have Cooper ranked. I'm, I'm just very worried about that shadow coverage. But uh, at the same time, it given I love Dak, it you know if I make multiple lineups Big with Dak as Dak. my quarterback, you're gonna want to have uh, Cooper in there. So yeah, I like that pick. Uh, my number three wide receiver though is a guy Steve's really liked for several weeks and paid off for Steve last week, and that's Kenny Galladay at 7,200 going at the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Uh, Marvin Jones is out for the season now, so Galladay is pretty much the only show in town, at least for passes that go more than 10 yards down the field. And even with David Blau at QB, I still really like him in this matchup. I don't see any way he gets totally shut down. It seems like a very, very safe bet for 20 points and, and definitely has a ceiling of way higher than that. Uh, number two, I have Kenny Galladay. Go ahead. There you go. We agree again. Uh, my number two. Ooh, I'm interested then. See which one of the which one of my top two you don't have then, because my number two is Robert Woods at 6,200. Um, he's been on fire oh. the last handful of weeks, <laughs> mm-hmm, and sure. I was kind of thinking this was an aberration, as you are saying. You know, I'm sure you're thinking, Steve. Oh, that's dumb. Just Cooper Cup's the best wide receiver on the Rams. No, he's I'm thinking it's a reaction play. Yeah, or that's a reaction play. But here's the thing is, um, as the Rams have started to use Todd Gurley more, they've uh, changed their offensive scheme somewhat uh, and their form and the personnel they use on the field on most plays, uh, which is backed up by stats. And even um, Sean McVay stated as much, which when he got asked why Brandon Cooks wasn't seeing as much work, he said simply that the packages we're using now uh, feature Robert Woods and to a lesser extent Cooper Cup. And so I think Cup's going to stay the, t- the Rams wide receiver to own, and he's really cheap at 6,200. So I really like him this week. Yeah, I'm not buying into that. That's such a it's such a uh, baited hook. I mean, it's like five um, straight weeks where he's got the most targets on the team. I don't know what more he can ask for. Well, I did not rank any of their wide receivers. <laughs> so I guess there's that, that then. Uh, number one, I assume we have the same number one, is The God. Yeah, we have the same number one. <laughs> the God himself. I'm putting I think I'll have him in every lineup. <laughs> I mean You don't have to ask yourself anymore. Like, yeah. is it gonna be Chris Godwin? Is it gonna be Mike Evans? <laughs> yeah, it's just Chris Godwin now and, and he gets to play Detroit. So yay. Yeah, he's a little pricey at seventy seven. I would have really liked if if somehow DraftKings hadn't priced for the Evans injury and Godwin was down at like 7K flat. Uh, but even at, yeah, at 7,700, I don't care that he's expensive. He's just a fantastic play. Uh, Jameis Winston's going to be looking to him all day, every day for the rest of the year. Yep. So tight end or flex next? Uh, let's go to tight ends now. I think tight ends will be kind of interesting here. Uh, all right. I'll go because my number three tight end is a guy I just know you love talking about, Steve. All season, and it's Zach Ertz at 6K. Uh, Ertz has been really, really good. Kind of like with Godwin, he's just basically the last guy standing in Philadelphia, at at least as far as uh, Carson Wentz's favorite targets are concerned. Alshon Jeffries on IR now with a foot injury, Uh, and so I don't see any reason Ertz's insane volume wouldn't continue. mentioned this number of times this year but once again it's true for this tight end if he was a wide receiver he'd easily be 7k plus i, I think he'd definitely be priced uh, at or above kenny galladay uh, and yet Ertz is 1200 cheaper has a great matchup against the redskins um if if i didn't think it'd be so hard to fit in a 6k tight end this week i'd probably have him higher but as it stands Ertz is definitely uh, a top tight end option and is my number three pick this week um I kind of like it. At the same time, I don't like it. Um, I agree with the Ertz thing, uh, him getting the uh, target share, because that was a big deal last year. He got like an insane target share, and that yep. uh, amounted to his fantasy points. Um, but at the same time, Washington is terrible. And I don't That think, is accurate. I don't think he's going to get the same amount of targets. I think it's going to be more like a Miami game. And it's just going to be, I, I don't know. I, I, I don't have a good feeling about that game for Sackerts. 
But I do have a good feeling. No, nice this transition. isn't a pun or anything. This isn't a. It was a good transition until you interrupted yourself. It it's not though because it doesn't make sense for me to say I have a good feeling about this person. Uh, but it's uh, what's his first name? Tyler Hig. I thought it was Taylor. Tyler Higby, who has been coming on of late because he's because like you said they're changing the packages. Well, and their other tight end got hurt. Yeah, they the other tight end got hurt and. Um, they're changing the packages, and he seems to be getting significantly increased targets, and he is doing something with those targets. He's averaging 15 yards um, per catch, or no, almost even, almost 16 yards per catch, and he's getting significant amount of targets. And yeah, that's all I can ask for. He's not even priced that high either, 3,900. No, he he's yeah he is he's cheap, so I like it. Um, my number two ranked tight end is a guy that's even cheaper and is just, it's crazy he didn't get priced up higher uh, this week after what he did last week. It's Ian Thomas of the Carolina Panthers. Uh, he's at 3100 this week, which is $600 more than he was last Luke. week. But again, Greg Olson is going to miss this game with a concussion. And frankly, I think everyone's just hoping Greg Olson is okay, generally speaking, for life going forward after that hit. Uh, but Ian Thomas is going to continue to get all the tight end passing game work, and that's going to be six to eight targets, and that's easily enough for him to succeed at such a low price tag. Uh, I think he's just too much of a bargain uh, to ignore, and so I like him once again. Can I just say, um, Jason Witten is 3700 Now, the guy was never good at a, uh, being an announcer. And he's not good at being a tight end anymore. What do you think's next for him? Do you think he's going to be a coach? And he's just be a bad coach? Yes, I think he'll be no, I think he'll be a very I think he'll be a very good coach actually. Cuz he's white. Uh no. Cuz I think he knows football. But I'm not stepping he, in that land. He does it I'm based that, on his announcing skills. Oh, announcing is very. I mean, I I think announcing and actual football knowledge are two different things. Then again, so is coaching. I mean, I don't. You don't know if the guy can teach or coach or motivate. So we'll see. But I don't know. He's he's made enough money. I don't, hopefully for he's you know managed it at least somewhat well, and he doesn't have to worry about it. So, uh, but yeah. Well, number Jason two. Witten, it, yeah. Number what two, what yeah. did why did you mention Jason Witten? Because I don't. I don't know. I was just looking through the here. rankings here. Okay, and I good. was like, why is he even still ranked? How good is he team. not like... Say, yeah, and you say I'm the reason we slow down on our, and have longer podcasts. You are. <laughs> okay. <laughs> um, at number two, I have Hunter Henry. He's playing against a god-awful, terrible defense that gives up infinite amount of points to pretty much anyone that catches a pass. Other than David And Hunter wow. Henry is a good pass catcher. He hasn't played well recently. I mean, he's played okay, just not really great. Um, he's gone down of late. I think he's going to have a bounce-back game here against this god-awful, terrible defense. Sadly, I can't really disagree with whatever you're saying. I don't hate it. Um, <laughs> my number one is uh, Tyler Higby um, at 3,900, as you already mentioned. Um, he's been really good, like you said. He's basically what we thought or were hoping Jack Doyle would be once Eric Ebron went down. Uh, Higby's yeah. gotten that. You basically just took his production from before and added Gerald Everett's production directly on top of that, and that turned him into a tight end one, and he's priced uh, nowhere near that. So, uh, yeah, I think he's a great bargain at 3900 So uh At number one? Tight ends. Number no, one. I have a number one. Oh, you have a yeah. number one tight end. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Henry, my apologies. Number, uh, number one, I have Kittle. I think this is going to be a ceiling game for him because the defense for 49ers is pretty banged up. Uh, I don't think that they're going to give up the same amount of points that they uh, this week as they did against uh, the Saints. But I think that Kittle is going to get a big target. Sorry. I, I don't know what's going on over there. You're giving yourself a pat on the back for your fantastic no, tight a, end calls. There's um, a fruit fly. 
Oh, that, that's um, no one wants to hear about your disgusting cleaning habits at your home. But, but yeah, I, I like the pick. I think Kittle was right there with Ertz f- for me. Um, I went with Ertz because he was 200 cheaper. And there's other 49ers I really like this week. Um, though I don't even know how many, if, if I rank any other than Mostert. Uh, but I like a lot of the 49ers pass catchers. And so I'm just a little more concerned about a crowded uh, target division for that team compared to Ertz, who's just like the only guy left. But yeah, I, yeah, I definitely think this sense. Kittle could have a ceiling game here. One shock me at all. Definitely good. Call. All right. Flex or defense? Oh, let's definitely do flex. All right, let's go. Okay, I'll go first. Number, okay. My number five is uh, Terry McLaren. I think this is a uh, one of the games where he actually catches some passes. <laughs> where his where his uh where he does his, his job but but here's the thing his his uh his quarterback has been targeting him like he's it's he's not losing targets he's still getting on average i think it's like seven targets a game i mean it, it alternates back and forth sometimes he gets four sometimes he gets 12 sometimes he gets seven but he's getting like around seven targets a game. And for a player like him that averages his target average is up like well over like 12, 13, 14 yards a target. Um, I think he has the opportunity to have a breakout uh, game, especially if he gets a touchdown. And against Philadelphia, I think it's a good matchup for 5,300. Uh, I like his, his uh, opportunity there. Terry McLaurin, the F1 is very good. Deuces, as you like to call him, or just Dwayne Haskins, <laughs> as the rest of the world calls him, is not good. I'm not trusting any pass catcher receiving balls from deuces. That's all I'm going to say about McLaren is receiving deuces' balls. Okay. <laughs> Correct. Uh, I got I got, I got what you're saying. Flex is uh, Sony Michelle at 5,100. Um, we've both talked Gross. about how the Patriots basically go into a how game. How did James with, White do? I don't not, not he had a He had a floor. His average game, like 13 points or something. Hmm. Interesting. Okay. Tom Brady was terrible. Okay. See, now, now <laughs> Tom Brady looked terrible in that game. If I had known Tom Brady was going to play like deuces, then I would not have advocated for James White. I thought Tom Brady was still a good NFL quarterback at that this point. Is, okay, on air, on air production meeting game. here. Hold on. On air production meeting. We need to save like the last like 40% of the podcast for those of people that are actually listening to the whole thing just to be start getting like um that that's our that's our two drinks in uh part of the podcast. <laughs> Where we where, where we start where we start just arguing and getting into anyways go ahead sorry we, we should do that and Tom Brady looked terrible and and I think Tom Brady might continue to look terrible and so I think the Patriots are going to come into this game like ah eh, we're just going to run the ball and take our W and get out of here because they've lost a couple straight so they're going to just give it to Sony Michelle twenty plus times this game he'll probably get you like a hundred and one yards on those twenty five carries and maybe a touchdown. Um, I just think his volume is going to be really good this game. Uh, if if there wasn't the chance that the Patriots come in and do something crazy, like give the ball to Tom Brady, uh, then I'd rank him higher. Uh, but as as it stands, he's just my fifth-ranked flex for this week. Okay. At number four, oh, okay, I had to double-check here. I put Montgomery. I was like, is it Ty Montgomery? No. <laughs> and number four, I have David Montgomery. Um, I uh, the running backs in division games in the NFC North tend to do pretty well, so I like David Montgomery this week. That's my only reason. Fair enough. I I am rooting. He's also for like five hundred. Yeah, he's. I'm rooting for David Montgomery this week. Uh, that's for sure. Uh, he hasn't done well recently. No, I think he'll do well this week. Yeah, and certainly the Packers are a good matchup for running backs. Uh, my number four uh, flex is oh, my hold on, super hold on, saver hold on, play. Hold on. Wait, wait, wait. 
Um, remember when I said that uh, somebody who had like 60,000 followers liked the, my Instagram post yes. for our podcast? I was wrong. I it, they have 155,000 followers. Damn. But go ahead. Okay. Nice little... I'm, I was going to call it a humble brag, but it wasn't humble. It was just a brag. But nice. Yeah. Good work. Good job. Promoting the, the Try Hard brand. I like it, Steve. It's really difficult to post on social media. It is. I know. Um, anyway, my fourth-ranked flex uh, is my super saver play of the week. It's Greg Ward of the Philadelphia Eagles at the bottom basement bottom bargain value i don't think i said that right um of three thousand dollars going against the washington redskins um he's gotten of the last three games and two of them he had more than seven targets and those were the only three games he's played been active on the eagles roster all sean jeffrey is out um i think he's going to keep a if not increase his role in that offense and he's just so cheap that if you want to if you want to try to fit in a lineup with Christian McCaffrey and Dalvin Cook, you might be able to do it because of Greg Ward. Uh, if you throw him and Higby or Ian Thomas in at your tight end, you've saved a lot of money there. So uh, I really like him this week, uh, both for the value because I think he's easy bet for double digits, double digit points, uh, and uh, because he opens so much else up in your lineup. Uh, I like that. Why Why did you decide to choose him over, like, uh, Spencer Ware? Because I don't think Spencer Ware is going to get a lot of work again for Casey. He didn't get the work, but he was in there for a majority of the snaps for the backfield. I know, but I just... I, I, don't, I don't see Kansas City relying on their running backs. Okay. Um, what are we on? I'm on number three. Number three, I have Golden Tate. Okay, so everyone but but Darius Slayton. Whatever. I don't react to those uh, one <laughs> one game things. It's fine. You, yeah, you react react to the three games of bad stats. That's I right. It. What's Golden Tate price at? I didn't write down my. St- Oh my gosh! Right. You have one job. Fifty nine hundred. Because it's it's so hard to write prices down when you're writing your rankings out, right? So last week he had two point one points against Philadelphia, and so that's probably why his price went down, which is nice because um, before that he's averaging like fifteen, seventeen point, fifteen, seventeen points a game. So, yeah. And he's playing um, at home, which he plays worse at home, but whatever. <laughs> way, way to strengthen your argument there. Um, okay, my number three ranked flex is a combo of teammates. And since I let you kind of cheat with Adam Thielen, I'm going to cheat a little here and say, you can't tell me which one of them to play, but you can say I have to play one of them if you so choose, oh, okay, but I okay, get to pick. Okay. And it is the receiving duo of Jarvis Landry and Odell Beckham Jr. Uh, Landry wow. 6700. Okay, I got one for you. <laughs> and uh, they have, particularly Beckham, has not been good uh, this season no. really at all. But they're playing the Cardinals, who play so fast and are so terrible that they uh, boister, bolster, 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 bolster the stats of anyone playing against them. And so I think this is, if there was ever a week to be on Odell Beckham and Jarvis Landry and the Browns in general, or the Browns passing game, I should say it's this week against the Cardinals. Bolster. Um, okay. Uh, yeah, you're probably going to play uh, ODB. No. Oh, no, you, you can make o- me play. You can tell me to play o- one of them. I get to choose which one I play. OBJ. You'll probably play o- OBJ. Oh, wait, you so, get to choose? Yeah. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah, whatever. I'm not going <laughs> to let you ch- play. Um, I actually was considering ranking. Uh, who was the other one? Not o- Jarvis Landry. I was considering ranking Jarvis Landry. 
Yeah. Um, <laughs> can I say you can't make me play this guy, my number two flex? No. No, you can't. You've already <laughs> used that. Okay. Um, I have a question mark next to this guy because I'm not sure. Like, I feel good about it, but and everyone's telling me I should rank him. Uh, but I don't know. He's only 6,000, and he's coming off a great game. But he, his quarterback is probably, I mean, his quarterback is better than Kirk Cousins. That's for sure. Um, you can't even AJ, pretend to argue that anymore. Cousins is AJ Brown. And for the Tennessee Titans, I, I don't know. Like, he's kind of a Cinderella. Not Cinderella. He's kind of a. He's boomer bust. Yeah, he is kind of boomer bust, and I, I like, I like him. I like AJ Brown. I like his matchup against Houston. I like how his quarterback is trending. His team is unpredictable. Um, <laughs> but uh, yeah, I, I think he has a good opportunity to go off on this game, and he's not priced very high considering how well he did in the last game. He is priced high for his type of player, though. I mean, he is a Deshaun Jackson, Darius Slayton. I'd rather have him than John Brown, this considering week, Jay and Brown. but <laughs> I mean, maybe, but uh, like Darius Slayton is $1,300 cheaper and is very similar, has a very similar outlook. Who? Darius Slayton for the, the Giants. Oh. Please, come on. Boomer Bust could have 150 yards and two touchdowns, could have three catches for 20 yards. Like they, They've both had games like that, and they kind of ping-pong back and forth. So I, I don't hate uh, the player, A.J. Brown, but I definitely – I, I considered him, but his price was too high for me this week. Yeah, I, I, I thought think... about – I don't know. I just felt like I should rank him because everyone's super high on him. Because yeah, of how well Tannehill's playing. On him and yeah, Tannehill and Tannehill is another guy that I really like, but it it's hard yeah, he was to, priced to agree high. to price that, you know, to pay that much for Ryan Tannehill this week. When he's you know, cost more than Dak Prescott is seems off to me. But he's um, the GOAT right now. He has been really good. Uh, can, where you am imagine, I? can you imagine if uh you know, I feel like the Dolphins should really tank so that they can get lucky and get like a wide receiver that used to play uh quarterback in the in the draft someone like Ryan Tannehill to be like their future yeah to be yeah to be their, their, their franchise one. I know it's it's almost like maybe Adam Gase is not a good NFL coach and has <laughs> ruined the Dolphins and is now in the process of ruining the Jets I just I wonder if, if he's that's not true. good if he's not good imagine Imagine then uh, what the Bears could have done with Jay Cutler if they didn't have Adam Gase as their coach. Well, Adam Gase might have been an okay or even good offensive coordinator. I mean, I think there's a lot of different skill sets between a head coach and offensive coordinator. Oh, yeah, he was um, our offensive coordinator. Not to, not to mention just the, the power you get as the head coach. Maybe maybe Gase just has crazy ideas, and he, he got to take them too far once he got all the power. Uh, and, you know, the Bears head coach, I don't remember who it was at the time. Was it John Fox at the time still? I don't remember. Uh, yeah, here, right. but, um, but anyway, um, where am I? Num- my number two flex. Um, well, hold on, hold on. Oh, okay. Can I just say, though? If if Jay Cutler was still playing, he would be my, he would be my number one quarterback every week. Okay, good good to know. Good good <laughs> to know. Thanks for that hypothetical. Um, my uh, second rank flex is Saquon Barkley at seventy seven hundred. He didn't quite make my top five for running backs, but I do really like the matchup and think he's gonna. I, he's in line for having another really good game. He's had a handful of them this year. Uh, like you said, if he doesn't perform this week, then um, I have real concerns about him going forward in his career, you know, with this team, but, uh, he has the perfect opportunity to succeed. So I like him. Yeah. And number one, I have Chris Carson for all the reasons you stated before. Go ahead. Yep. Uh, and number one, I have Dalvin cook at 8,900. Um, like I said, cook wasn't in consideration with me until I got the Alexander Madison news. Now that cook's the only guy in, in, you know, in line for carries for Minnesota, uh, I think he's a great play, even at a high price tag. 
Uh, defenses. Okay, Let's high price go. defense. Yeah, this super exciting, quick. And then after the defenses, we'll announce who we're making each other play this week. So it should be a lot of fun. Yeah, you're gonna have to repeat. So stay who tuned. You, who you said? Yeah, it's almost like we should like put out lists for people. <laughs> almost, yeah. Like if we had a website or something, we could <laughs> list these on. Um, um not my number one. Not my number one. My high price defense this week is the Kansas City Chiefs. I've this is the first time this year I've actually ranked them. They're priced at thirty five hundred. Playing against Denver. I like Drew Locke this week, but in the past two weeks he's thrown at least one interception. And I feel like this week he's gonna play well. Uh he might throw two or three touchdowns, but I also think he might throw one to two interceptions. And so that's why I have the Chiefs Chiefs priced up. Speaking of a guy that's going to throw at least two interceptions. Uh, deuces. Deuces. And my <laughs> high-priced defense is the Philadelphia Eagles at 3,400, who played deuces in the rush of the Washington football team. Um, yeah, this is all about How the quarterback. Would you say they're 3,400? Yeah, they're 3,400. So they're my quote-unquote high-priced team, even though they're they're closer to a mid- they're fairly close to a medium-priced team. So uh, I like the Eagles a lot this week uh, on defense if I'm paying up. Uh, number two, I have a hope and a prayer uh, because they're one of my season-long... And are you wishing uh, and waiting? <laughs> one of my season-long teams uh, that I have, and I'm, can't, I haven't decided if I'm going to play them or not. That's the Tennessee Titans. Um, like playing against the Houston Texans. I firmly believe that the Houston Texans have never been good and that Deshaun Watson is incredibly overrated. Uh, and Houston, the Tennessee Titans, did I say the Tennessee Titans have never been good or the Houston Texans? You said the Houston Texans have never been good. This is a long, I'm going to cut in here. You don't seem to know where you're going. I also have the Tennessee Titans ranked as my mid-price defense at 2,800. Uh, just flat out, Houston gives up a lot of sacks. This is a division game. It's a really important one. I think both well, teams are firing. The Titans are banged up, though. So I, I'm a little bit weary about them because they haven't been playing as good recently. Um, they are banged up similar to the 49ers. Otherwise, the 49ers would have been my uh, high, high price defense. Um, but the Titans this week, I, I think the Houston Texans are trending like terribly. Like they're about to implode. Sorry, I mean, they very well could be. I'll be honest. I'm a little hesitant on the Titans, too. I'm probably either paying up for the Eagles or paying down to my uh, low-priced defense or, you know, somewhere around those two most of the time. Um, But the Titans were the best of the bunch in the kind of mid-priced, you know, of the mid-priced options. So, anyway, who's your low-priced defense, Steve? It seems pretty obvious to me, so let's see if you manage to screw it up. Uh I screw it up. I picked these better than you. Um, <laughs> the Chicago Bears. You screwed it up. Price you darn screwed it up. 2400 yeah, Darn screwed it up, Steve. I thought about the Cardinals. Um, oh. I thought about the Lions. There you go. Uh, but I chose the Bears. With a broken hand. Give me the Lions at 2300 all day if you're going cheap on defense. I decided to go with the Bears because the Bears are playing against... Aaron Rodgers or whoever that person is that's playing for Aaron Rodgers um, <laughs> that averages like 12 points a game now. Formerly known as Aaron Rodgers. Yeah, I think, I like I said at the beginning of the year, uh, no, in the middle of the year, I said this is when Aaron Rodgers turns it on. He like He decides he's either going to become the MVP of the league, which even though he was playing terribly, people were still had him in you know, the top five for the MVP of the league. Um, or he uh, he goes the direction of, I don't really care about football. I'm just here for the big paycheck. And I think that's what he's doing. He's like, we're going to make the playoffs. I don't really have to do much. I'm just here for the big paycheck. It could be. Um, and he got he's gotten his, like, revenge games in, you know, when, once the media gets down on him, then he gets... 
he has his one or two good games. So we'll see. Um, I, I definitely hope the Bears destroy the Packers. That would be fantastic for my Vikings. So I, I hope you're right. But I, I think the Lions are just a terrific play on defense. Um, you know, Winston's the only quarterback maybe in NFL history that's been considered a legit starter that has a great opportunity to throw for 350 yards, three touchdowns, and three interceptions every game. So, <laughs> yep. <laughs> so I just, like, the Lions are so cheap. They get those three picks. Maybe they return one for a touchdown, you know, get a couple of sacks, what, you know, what have you. Uh, they're just too cheap to, to pass up for me uh, at, at that price, especially much, home. Jameis Winston, it, like, fulfills a trifecta. Like, you can target him as a quarterback. You can target him... Uh, because of the points he gives the wide receivers, and you can target him when you're picking defenses. Oh yeah, I mean you can do a lineup with Winston, Galladay, Godwin, and the Lions defense. Just go to town. Um, yeah, definitely that might even be kind of a fun lineup to do. But but yeah, so those are our ranks for this week. Um, yeah, we got to decide who each other is going to play, Steve. Um, Give me your top five wide receivers again. Um, at number five, I have. At number four, I have Sterling Shepard, Cooper, then Galladay, then Godwin. Oh yeah, I don't get to do Thielen. That's right. And who's more expensive, Shepard or Tate? Uh, I think. Let me check quick. Since I didn't actually write down my, I think Tate is. Yeah, Tate is fifty nine hundred. Shepard is fifty four, I believe. Go ahead and play Golden Tate. We'll just make All right. it easy. Golden Tate. Uh, can you tell me your running backs? Sure. We have Eckler, Henry. There you go. Wait, no, no, no. Keep going. CMC, Mostert, Carson. Uh, your wide receivers? Oh my gosh! Um, Gallup, Westbrook, Galladay, Woods, Godwin. Your flex? <laughs> Michelle. Oh, Lord. never mind. Stop. That's who you're playing. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. Okay. Done. God, he's I'll such a it. boring player. <laughs> he is. He really is a boring player. <laughs> I mean, to be fair, that's kind of what I was doing with Tate. I was like, yeah, Tate's not going to have like a 200-yard game, so whatever. You can enjoy rooting for Golden Tate and his, you know, five catches Golden for Tate has had yards. some really good ceiling games. In his career. I don't know if he's done it this year, but... Uh, oh, but anyway, sure he has. I think that wraps up our preview for week 15, uh, you know kind of winding down in the daily fantasy season as teams start getting eliminated and or otherwise lock up their playoff seating. But uh, this should be a fun week, and hopefully uh, this podcast has been entertaining and helps everyone uh, have a fun and profitable weekend this Sunday. Yeah, and I, f- I feel like I should say, like, peace out or something. 